Hey, Pod People. This is Pod People's podcast for people who make podcasts. This week, we're shining the spotlight on community member Carl K. Robinson Jr. I'm Jasmine Hammond, the director of community at Pod People. Carl is a well-known and admired community member here at Pod People. He's been spotlighted as a gold star member of the week on the Pod People Circle. That's our private moderated community, if you weren't aware. Does great work as the editor and sound designer on the show, Another Shade of Crime, and Bloomberg's Prognosis, Breakthrough. And works as a QA slash QC lead for a production company that specializes in audio content. Carl is not afraid to do the work. And it's been paying off. He and Ashton Carter, our director of recruiting, discuss Carl's tips for using networking to your advantage, what his dream project is, and when he first felt comfortable calling himself an audio engineer. We'll join them as he explains how his mom's love of music inspired his own love of audio. I would say audio and music together has been a passion for mine since a child. From a kid growing up in the Bay Area, from an early age, I was so drawn in to music. My mom was the one that always had the music playing in the car while I was driving. I was always listening to music around the house. And, you know, I was a kid listening to, you know, 70s, 80s. 60s R&B, Motown, that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I've had that ear since a child. I don't know. I just was drawn to audio and music at the same time. I always see myself as a um, a guy that always wanted to be in the music entertainment industry behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Even when I was little, just, you know, reading the CD pamphlets on the back of the CDs and the liner notes and seeing the people who were producing and engineering. And, you know, I was just drawn to it from an early age, wanting to do that, not knowing what it was, but just having that, being connected, you know? And curiosity. Yeah, curiosity and just being connected to the, creativity and the you know and the music and everything so with music i would have my eyes glued to the tv so entertainment and media and television i've always had a, i guess passion for being in entertainment whether it was in music whether it was through film or you know even being an actor you know you started off in more of a video lane like you just mentioned you know film and so you didn't go on to be the actor that you thought you would be as a kid but you instead kind of went behind the scenes when it came to the video and audio side yeah definitely i mean i always wanted to work behind the scenes in the entertainment whether it was film or music i just knew i wanted to be behind the scenes i did have a few moments where i kind of wanted to be an actor because i watched so much tv and i wanted to be like my favorite actors in those movies you know but um working behind the scenes in the entertainment audio industry was has always been a, a big passion from the jump when was it you first said, I'm an audio engineer? Man, that's a, uh, that's a great question. I would say when I graduated college, man, I felt like when I went on to pursue my degree, you know, in audio engineering, I barely knew anything. You know, I knew the basics. You know, I had a love for music. I had a passion for making music and just solely doing that. And then it wasn't until I got to do other things in audio, like learn about film, learn about recording, learn about mixing, learn about everything that audio entails And then being able to do that stuff other than just making beats, you know, being able to edit, you know, sound editing, being able to, you know, record, being able to mix and master, being able to do all those things and learn all those things that comes with it. 
it wasn't until I graduated college I really felt like I was really an engineer. You know, there were times at college, I would say towards my like junior and senior year, people would be like, Carl, you know, Carl, Carl engineers, he records, he mixes, he does everything. I was doing everything. You know, I was recording, I was mixing, I was working with bands, I was doing audio posts on short films and leading my own teams of short films on campus for my senior portfolio and stuff. But like, even at that point, people, you know, had were rooting for me and were happy for me and seeing me do all these things. I felt like I wasn't there yet because I was still, it was all like a learning environment, of course, you know, being in mm -hmm. college. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't until I graduated and I started to become a professional freelancer straight out of college. It wasn't until then I realized that I was doing this for real. And took on that title, audio engineer, yeah. Yeah. editor, even though you wear so many hats. Yeah. Now, four years later, what are the current projects that you find yourself working on at this time? I've been doing a lot of podcasting. Really, of the main focus I have right now is sound designing, mixing, and podcast editing for a couple of series I'm working on. A true crime series, another set of crime series, which I'm a co-producer, audio producer on, sound designing sound editor and mixer on what was the title for that one again another shade of crime okay I'm writing it down right now it's a podcast that deals with african americans and victims of violence and police brutality mm. one of the episodes on this upcoming season is about amon aubrey you know who was violently killed by um right it was out jogging correct jogging and killed by white men in georgia so that's one of the mm -hmm. couple of episodes that are out now and we're about to lead on to the next episode in uh, Aisha Degree, who was kidnapped back in 2000, just out of nowhere. And she was kidnapped and gone missing and no one knows what happened to her. So we're going to highlight the details of that event in her case in the next episode. Thank you for that. That's very important work. I think so many stories like that aren't being told enough. But I do feel like we're living in a time where those stories are finally getting the light that they deserve and the attention that they deserve. Yeah, definitely. And definitely those stories need to be told, you know, because um, a, a lot of the stories that we tell, the Maude Aubrey, as you degree, people have heard of them, but, you know, they haven't been highlighted and showcased that much to where stuff like that would stop happening. And, you know, it, I mean, those stories need to be heard for sure. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit more about just, especially for our community, we, you know, Pop People is full of freelancers. And so I think, a lot of people always want to know the balance. So for you personally, how do you balance working on multiple freelance projects? You know, staying in, I guess, like, again, like you're going from true crime, talking about very serious topics, and then sometimes you have to go straight into comedy. Mm -hmm. So how did you balance working on multiple projects? Yeah, well, I would say for one, being able to, you know, because doing posts on podcasts, it's a lot of work, especially when you're editing and mixing and doing everything to get every episode out. But, you know, time management is one thing that I feel like I use very well for me. Even having to work a full-time job, you know, I still find the time, the necessary where I need to dedicate to, you know, my day job, to my personal needs, and then to my work on podcasts. But I would say I I'm still trying to figure out the balance, I guess, from going to one to the other, you know, that makes all of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, but like, I'll give you an example. Like today, you know, I'm working on a podcast from Bloomberg and then I'm about to work on another podcast tonight where it, we're interviewing celebrities. It's kind of like an entertainment, more fun type of podcast when the Bloomberg is kind of like a more serious because it's about COVID. So, you know, I guess, you know, finding the balance, I just, you know, 
take a break, you know, and then mm. I just kind of, I guess, regroup, make sure I have my notes and script that I need for editing and stuff and just kind of just take it slow and just go from there. Gotcha. I think that's great. Yeah. I think taking a break is such a simple point to make, but groundbreaking at the same time. I think sometimes just stepping away from what you were working on, sometimes it'd be as simple as just mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, going for a walk really quickly or just watching something on TV just to get your mind mm-hmm. like shifted into a different space. Yeah. So I definitely love take a break. Just take a moment. What advice would you give to those who would want to be a freelancer full time? Great question. You know, network, 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 mm-hmm. network as much as possible, because I feel like freelancing, is, even if you're freelancing full time, it's built on relationships and building those relationships to be able to, to work on a project and then, you know, after getting that project, you have to be able to, you know, sustain that relationship with that client to get mm-hmm. more work after that, you know. So I, I really do feel like that is the key to being able to freelance full time and at a long, long term course as well. Networking. I love networking that. I completely agree. I think sometimes networking can seem so yeah. terrifying. Sometimes people are just like, oh my God, I have to Definitely. You know, put myself out there and, and speak to someone. But I really think it, it can be as simple as that of just like, I know you're someone in the community yeah. that just connects with so many different individuals. And you yeah. just never know who might come back and go, oh, Carl, I know you do audio engineering. Could you help yeah. me on this project? It's, it's just as simple as just putting yeah. yourself out there and just connecting with others. Yeah. And for me, that's one thing I had to learn. I got to be honest, I grew up a very shy, quiet person. And, you know, I only I only liked to be around people who I was comfortable around, even as a young kid. And even now, being a freelancer and being an audio, it, it was hard for me when I first started to network, for sure, because I had to get out of my comfort zone, being able to email people, being able to pick up the phone and call people and, you know, find the right words to say to, you know, to to put myself out there, you know, um, especially pre-COVID, I wasn't doing a lot of networking. I was sending messages here and there, but not as much as I am now. And I really felt like it has helped me get the work that I have this year. It has helped me build my confidence to reach out to people, even, you know, big or small to get work or to even just connect, even just connect Mm -hmm. with someone, you know, just to connect, just to talk audio, just to chat and to you know kind of build a relationship or a friendship or business relationship so yeah you know it, it has been a, a big part of my I feel like my upcoming success and my current success you know getting more into the industry yeah the importance of networking please everybody and it, and it can be as easy I think it's just sharing what you do with people I've gotten gigs mm-hmm. myself where it was just, I told them, yeah, I work in podcasting. And then a couple of months later, they reach out. It's like, yeah, you remember you said you worked in podcasting. What do you do? You know, so it can be as simple as that. I think some people get afraid because they yeah. feel like they're like networking with, with an intention or, or too much of a purpose. And I think that sometimes blocks yourself. But if you're just genuinely being you, talking about what you're doing, so easy to network. Honestly, it really is. That's right. So I also want to talk about looking to like what's ahead. You know, in podcasting, I think our journeys are always what's next, what's happening next, especially with the gigs. But overall, like where do you see the future of audio and podcast going? That's a great question. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I, you know, for me, really getting into podcasting, you know, straight ahead this year, with everything I'm working on and just talking to other content creators and stuff and talking to you guys at Pod People, I'm 
I'm I'm really curious to find out. I do want to see, I don't know, like I've talked to some of my audio friends and colleagues and podcasters about um spatial audio because I've been interested in creating a spatial audio podcast where it's not just stereo, where it's, you know, everything is more spatial more spatial out, yeah. you know, all around you, you know. So I, I really want to get into that as far as doing more spatial that's a mixes. Big one too. Is that like is that Dolby Atmos mm-hmm. kind of work as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adobe Atmos, but you know, being an audio person, new technology coming out, I've found some great plugins and great audio tools to use. What are you use. using? We need some gems. Drop, drop some gems real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna send to you guys soon Taking for all sure. Your notes. Like there's some there's some great plugins and tools that are spatial spatial audio plugins where you could really create, you know, a surround sound feel in the stereo image. So I'm still kind of like working on it right now on my end um, and like testing it out. But that's something I really want to see on more podcasts in the future, especially like true crime mm-hmm. podcast series or maybe stuff that's more sci-fi or scientific type of podcast. Maybe maybe a podcast on time travel you could probably use it, you know, with some sound design aspects and whatnot. But that is something I want to see in the future. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm curious to see the future of podcasting. And I think it's happened well. on a bunch, too. I feel like. Spatial audio, when it comes to sound quality, I think that is going to continue to grow and we want to hear it on each next level. We want to hear at this level when it's spatial until it feels like it's happening inside of our house. We will not be satisfied. (laughs) When you said true Mm -hmm, crime, mm -hmm. I feel like true crime and narrative storytelling is the top right now. I just so many true crime stories. So I definitely see that as well. Just like going forward but i would yeah. love like i would love a podcast on some time traveling that'd be dope so i definitely uh you know i definitely have to ask you about pod people because we're here this is why we're here we're here so yep. i want to know i don't even think i've ever asked you this question but how did you come to find pod mm-hmm. people and what has your journey looked like with pod people so far so yeah that's a that's a, another great question um so i don't know how I found Paw People. I think Paw People found me. Because if I remember correctly, you, my brother Ashton, <laughs> I got a message from you on my LinkedIn about joining Paw People. And I, you know, I didn't know about it. But, you know, it was around the time um, I think I was doing my first podcast and just doing editing. And then I received an email from you um, about more about the community and stuff. Oh, you mean me, the director of recruiting? That's weird. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm out there. <laughs> and what's your journey? Like, yeah, since I honestly think I really do remember coming across your page on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, we have to bring him in. I saw the resume. I saw all the things we've been working on. So I was really excited to invite you to the community. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's been, you know, a number of months now. And what does the journey look like with you so far? It's been great. It's been great. I feel like the networking aspect, I enjoy it. I would say a great learning experience and a great fun networking experience and being able to collaborate and chat with people and network with people who are, you know, audio creators, who are podcasters, who are audio journalists, audio producers and whatnot. So a great experience filled with networking and other stuff that I, you know, I I never would have imagined. And we're so happy to have you here. Definitely. Yeah, because in fact, you were our Gold Star Member of the Week on Pod People's Circle before. 
And uh, for those who don't know, like the community team comes together every week and just decides on somebody who is shining on Circle and in the community. All the time. And Carl was very much so that person. It was a very easy decision to come to. I remember that week in particular. And so uh, how does it feel to be one of the Gold Star members? And in general, tell me more about your experience on Circle, You know, which is our platform for connecting and networking. Yeah, the Circle's been great. Circle's been great. You know, you guys know I'm on there a lot. I'm posting stuff and asking questions and messaging people. I feel like it can be improved a bit as far as being a more, maybe like a more Facebook type of platform for us, more interactive, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it could be, but it's definitely a great space to talk podcasting and to be able to just, just to talk about podcasting things and stuff and, um, you know, I enjoy, you know, talking to um, people who I am who I talk to frequently. I think Marlene's on there. I talk to her a lot. Sammy, of course. Mm-hmm. Sammy Reed. And Jasmine. Jasmine Hammond. Yeah. Just giving all these people shout outs. <laughs> shout out to the Pop People staff. But yeah, you guys are doing a great job. I think that's just about the time that we have to talk today. But I do want to make sure to just give you a second to like, is there anything we want to plug? Anything like, um, you know, where they can find you, where you'd like people to listen to your work? What should we be listening to? All of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say definitely follow me. I'm on LinkedIn. Send me a message. I'm always active on LinkedIn. Carl K. Robinson Jr. You can find me on LinkedIn. Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Follow me. At Carl K. Robinson Jr. on Instagram. I'm always active on social media. I'm actually about to release a couple of episodes soon. I'm about to share a few episodes of a podcast I'm working on with the Hive Mind Unified. So if you guys are listening, Google the Hive Mind Unified and listen to the first two episodes of our podcast. We interviewed some great, fun celebrities who are in the entertainment industry. Fantastic. So you'll love it there. Well, on that note, Carl, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. I know we won't be it won't be too long before we speak again. <laughs> Thanks guys. Appreciate you. Well, whoever found whom first, we're so glad you're a part of our community now, Carl. Thank you for all you do. And if you'd like to connect with Carl, all the links are in the show notes. And thank you for listening. This will be the last episode for a while. But don't worry, you'll hear from us again. So stay tuned for more info and more episodes soon. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, Andrea Perez, Ashton Carter, Isabel Genius, Amy Machado, Alice McManus, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Madison Lusby, Brian Rivers, and me, your host, Jasmine Hammond. The podcast is edited by Katie Clarkson and mixed and engineered by Andy Bosnick. All links mentioned in the episode are listed in the show notes. You can follow Pod People on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn to see all of our shows, events, and resources. And if you're a community member, join our moderated discussion platform, the Pod People Circle. If you're not a community member and you'd like to be, join the Pod People community by going to podpeople.com slash join. Send us an email at hello at podpeople.com if you have any questions. Talk to you soon. I did a few plays when I was like 10 years old and stuff in elementary school, but it wasn't um, 
it was never your acting career didn't take off <laughs> yeah 